Hello and welcome to Learning, Laughing, and Loving with your co-host Evan Money and yours truly, Scott Jones. This podcast is all you need. If you're looking to learn about the world, do it with a smile and to connect to the deeper mysteries of human life and the kind of connection everyone is looking to make. Money, 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 money. Scott Kent Jones, learning, laughing, loving. We got a lot to learn and laugh and love about. You just got back from Phoenix, Arizona on a bit of a sabbatical. Fill us in. Oh, I was great. I, I was actually visiting with some people from a church community out there, and they're a great church called Church of the Beatitudes. And yeah, What a name. Love that. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because the church was founded, I think, in the 50s. So I met people that were there from the founding. Ooh, okay. Which is just interesting for any institution, especially a church that's evolved over time. And, you know, they've, they've, they've gone through a lot of changes. They've, you know, they grew and then got smaller. And now that like many mainline churches, they're, they're, you know, not huge. They probably have a hundred, 150 people on a good Sunday. Um, but a very interesting group of people that were really fun and interesting. And I spent Saturday, last Saturday in the, in the zoo, it was just glorious uh, they had I, service in the zoo is that what you're saying no saturday it was I, this couple from the church really lovely retired couple took me and you could sit under the pavilion they had coffee they had you could get um you know food you could get beers you get whatever you wanted and sit under this pavilion in the middle of the zoo where they had this big lake and there's like pelicans and egrids and lemurs and, and we in just played Phoenix, rummy arizona beer. Yeah, and the the Phoenix Zoo is exquisite. It it is exquisite. I mean, it is wonderful. It really is a great zoo. I mean, it's very open air, and it, and you're kind of it's in the desert, so you're looking at these de- these desert mountains, and it's like it's just really interesting. Well, it, pelicans in the desert don't really go, so that's why I'm like, okay. No, the other interesting thing too is that like this, you know, there are certain birds there that are there as exotic birds that you know, that are part of the zoo. And then other birds are just like the egrets are just local to like Phoenix. And I guess they're like, Hey, let's go move into the zoo guy. Like, it's great over there. <laughs> like there's free food and there's some interesting other birds and let's just go uh, hang out. <laughs> Crashing the party. I love it. I love but it's that. interesting because one of the conversations I had at the zoo, th- this couple was wonderful. And the, the, the husband is a retired lawyer. He, I think he still does he's a judge like one day a week he went to harvard law like he he knew mitt romney like he took classes with oh mitt wow romney. okay yeah it's, yeah, re- it's okay. really interesting yeah in fact his mentor or one of his mentors in law school was like one of mitt romney's mentors he was like the top acquisitions guy at harvard law mm. at the time and so like you know romney is going into venture capital and stuff it's a very interesting guy very philosophically astute guy and we're looking at the, these there's two rhinoceros rhinoceros rhinoceri what's the plural of rhinoceros <laughs> i don't think they have a plural i'm gonna google it right now plural yeah i think there's certain there's certain of, animals that yeah there's no i'm trying to remember the rhinoceroses it's rhinoceros it's rhinoceros is rhinoceroses wait wait i think it is like that's what it looked like when i googled it <laughs> let me just make sure plural because i clicked to the first link and then it disappeared plural uh, oh yeah it's rhinoceroses yeah Okay. So there were these two rhinoceroses, and we were looking at them. And this guy just starts. He's a great storyteller. And he's like, he starts telling about unicorns, and 
I didn't know this, or if I had known it, I had forgotten it, certainly. Do you know the origin of the unicorn? Well, by definition, the rhinoceros is a battle unicorn, so... Well, it was it was people trying to describe what a unicorn was to people back... What a rhinoceros was to people in Europe. And they're like, imagine like a big horse with like a horn. Mm-hmm. And, it's right. ah, and so eventually, okay. it, it got... It evolved into this mythical unicorn, you know, this b- beautiful sort of traditional-looking horse with this horn. But what they were describing was a rhinoceros, and he said something really great. He said, "With liberal democracies, we're de- we're we're dealing with rhinoceroses, not unicorns. Like we're not dealing with fantasies; we're dealing in realities. And a lot of times, we try to build society like a unicorn, and we'd yep. be better off structuring it, you know, just accepting that it's a rhinoceros." <laughs> <laughs> it's just this guy oh, would just say good. all these interesting good. things like that i mean he would have all these mm. great like insights and, and we we're playing rummy cube and mm. which is a, a pretty fun game and so yeah it was a really good time and it just renewed my faith in the power of human relationships to to be transformative and informative in your life i mean in, in some sense you are going to be the sum total of your relationships yes you know, yes. and, and both in quality and quantity, there's a mix of, of, of both, right? Um, quality is certainly the most important, but you know, the more quality people you have in your life that enable you to see things that you yeah. might not otherwise see. I mean, that's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. So, so it was, it was really interesting. I mean, I saw a lot of interesting stuff out there. It's a really cool city, although I wouldn't want to be there in the summer. <laughs> well, let me, let me jump on something you mentioned about the blind spots. And this is something I've been taking a deep dive on thanks to Matthew Kelly's book. And uh, it's just, a, you know, the classic analogy, right? By, by definition, we can't see the label when we're inside the bottle, right? And we're all inside our own bottle. So it's impossible to see the label. But um, he brought this example out and it's so true. So think about the last time, Scott, that you saw yourself and heard yourself on, on a video, right? Like, hey, here's this video I took of us at the zoo, Right. And you're watching it. And for every 6.2 million listeners that we have, think about the last time you heard your voice on an audio recording or video, right? And of course, you don't sound like you think you sound, right? Right. You're like, oh, it just, it sounds weird. I don't sound that way. And then if you look at it from, you know, let's use Phoenix's number one sport, golf, right? So if you take a video of yourself golfing or a video of you running the Rocky Stairs or a video of just you moving in any kind of way or even playing basketball, whatever, we never look like we think we look, right? Like, dude, I was 20 feet in the air. Well, no, you were like six inches, (laughs) right? Yeah. So since by definition, right, since by admission, we all admit like, hey, I don't sound like I think I sound on, on video or audio or whatever, and I don't look like I think I look like. That is 100% proof positive that you, Scott Kent Jones, me, the rest of the world, we cannot see reality as it really is. We are totally, we have massive blind spots. And so what you mentioned, I think, is even more healthier than coaching per se, is when you have quality relationships, they can kind of point out and laugh and learn at the same time these blind spots of like, do you really think that? Is that really accurate? So I, I love what you share because I've been taking a, a deep dive. And that also, going back to 
you know, talking about what, what other side of the aisle they're on or whoever, right? Or even raising teenagers, you know, still to this day, there's things that my son does and I'm just like, how many times have I told you, right? And it's like, well, if I can't see reality, he can't see reality either. So rather than getting upset that he can't see reality, I can just kind of hold space for him and support him in that area and just remind him like, hey, this is an area that you're going to have to hire one of these days. So uh, just wanted to jump off on that because, again, the, the blind spots are – and, again, think about parties too, right? Like, I can't believe those people think this way. Or I can't believe this is happening or that's happening. Well, they can't see reality. So Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, it's funny too because there's this old analogy or this old story about a Hindu king who's looking at an elephant, right? And he's got several blind men that are. Mm-hmm. He, he asked the blind men to describe an elephant, right? And one el- one person says an elephant is like a tree trunk because he's got his um, arm mm-hmm. arms around the elephant's leg. One says it's like a rope because he's got his hands on the tail another says it's 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 like um, a big thick snake because he's got his hands around the trunk and you know the 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 sort of lesson from the the story is that you know we're all you know we're all blind looking at the elephant perspectively but the thing that i resent about the story is it assumes there's somebody like the king and Mm -hmm. there's not yes right there's no one that sees the whole thing right no one there's no one in that privileged position we're we're all in a particular position that gives us particular insights and 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 yields particular blind spots and so that's the nature of reality and if you if you want a better capacity to know good luck because that's just the way reality is <laughs> yes well there is actually is one uh this is another great reminder right that the king of course we we can apply it to jesus obviously he's the only one that sees it clearly and the patience that he has with us fumbling around the elephant, right? Right, right. There's a God's eye view. There's certainly a yeah. God's eye view. Yeah. But, but no but human has no, a God's you, eye view. Yeah, that's such a great – you can even bring that with the church, right? Because we could get so caught up. And, no, no, the church needs to be like the trunk of the elephant. No, 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 the church should be like the feet of the elephant. No, no, the church needs to be like the ears of the elephant. And Jesus just sits back and has so much patience as we grope around you know, the blind men around the elephant, whether it's religion, politics, whatever. Um, yeah, I, to this day, I still marvel at the patience level that he has with me. And now I'm working on applying that <laughs> to others more consistently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's what's going on. And then we have interesting, you know, uh, it's it's an interesting time. We're in a transition. It looks like. It looks like uh, we have an actual um, election winner. Ah, well, before before we do that, let me let me keep diving into Arizona because I have a question for you. So, what what surprised you most about your journey to the Beatitudes Church and that this whole sabbatical ish for you? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean i I was surprised at how much I liked it, uh, mm. in the sense of just the city itself began to grow on me. It's really different than a northeastern city, though, because it's spread out. It's it's very sprawlish, mm-hmm. uh, and I and so it just feels very different. But it's interesting because people had these interesting, cute homes really close to downtown, and that was really interesting. And um, I I just thought it was a, and and again the desert. I never imagined like one day I went out to see 
like basically an art open house with this one couple that really likes local art. And I saw some incredible art and it was really different than like a Northeastern art tour. Because if you're in Philly or New York, the studios all look the same, right? They're all in the same neighborhood. They're all built in row homes, right? They're, they're kind of, you know, so you're kind of, or, or row house sort of buildings. And so it just looks, it's not that it's not great art here. It's just architecturally, on one level, it's interesting architecturally because it's old, but on another level, it's kind of like, it it, it it tends to be homogenous in some parts, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so, we were driving around to this, these, this around these two little two little communities that are kind of maybe forty five minutes outside of Phoenix, like at the edge of the center of Phoenix. And these artists had these amazing open air studios in their homes, and were hosting other artists. and And you're looking at art, and 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 you're looking out at desert mountains, which mm. is breathtaking. I mean, yeah, it's really. I mean that that surprised me. It, it surprised me how much I I. Th- that kind of because st- i don't like driving right like i don't like cars i don't like you know i like you know part of the thing about being in northeastern cities is that you you oftentimes don't need a car right mm-hmm. and sometimes a car is a liability like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it can be really expensive especially if you don't have a parking garage or something but i so phoenix is a really it's one of these cities you'd need a car la is probably a pretty similar way just, but I, time, just time to buy a hundred as far as spread out it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 so but I, I really enjoyed it. I really and the people were just amazing. And so I so it was a really great trip in that I, I was really cared for and mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful feeling that people wanted to spend time with me. Like that was really humbling that people mm-hmm. were like, What's on your agenda? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? And I just it was lovely. I mean, it was mm-hmm. really they were very hospitable and made me feel welcome. Mm. You know, it was a really beautiful experience. Mm. Mm. So was there any significant spiritual events that happened to you during that time? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly around like conversations that were really meaningful, um, especially with one particular couple, this guy who went to Harvard a lot. Like we had some really deep conversations around spirituality and, Mm. and, they were just in- incredibly. I-, I got kind of emotional at certain points, mm. it's talking about you know what I believed and and why and 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 what that and how I've come to these thoughts and things and, mm. and feelings. And so it was really. I mean, here's the thing, though. You know what's so interesting is you can't you can't put a price tag on really good authentic conversation that, that has time to play out. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you, we're, we're um, I was talking with someone today and she has been on a bunch of dating apps and, and, you know, just trying to sort of, you know, find some connection. And she was telling me her experiences and they were, she's like, I'm just bored and this and that. And I'm just, and yeah, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard to find authentic human connection. Like it's, 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 and and again, if especially if you don't make space for it. And oh I, yeah. And I had some time, right? It's just like what you did with Mexico, right? You had some time with your family. You unplugged. Mm-hmm. You went to Mexico, and you make space. And it's much easier for that stuff to happen when you make space for it. And I just had a lot of opportunities where there were space made for mm. human connection and conversation and insight. And 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 I think. That's the thing that that we probably don't prize that enough because it's not going to 
it's what does Covey say? It's 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 in the important but not urgent, right? It's it's hugely important, but it's not going to scream out for time on your calendar. Y- oh yeah, you've got to carve it out. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The urgent the urgent screams and the important whispers. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so that was really nice. Like it was nice to have, and also you know it was interesting because. I didn't have a car out there and I was staying with this lovely woman. She's 83. She's a widow. And she was thrilled to have someone in the house with her again. Oh, um, okay. And so we had beautiful like connections. Mm. Just, you know, the first night there, she's like, let me pour you a glass of wine and I want to watch the evening news with you. So you learn about Phoenix. And so we sit there and I'm just watching the news with this woman. And it was really interesting. Like, and she'd been in Phoenix most of her adult life. Virtually all of her adult life. She moved as a kid um, from New York. And it was just so interesting. And so like, we're to be at this place where I'm kind of like at the mercy of people and what they want to do. Like, that was a great dependence. Like, <laughs> dependence of, hey, all right, you want to pick me up? Sure, I'll do that with you. Sure, like, pick me up. Like, I'll spend the whole day with you and your family. Like, you can cook for me and I'll talk with you and whatever you want to do. Like, it was a really refreshing kind of, um, kind of thing like that. Like, it, mm-hmm. it was... You know, you think about well, you think about the power of the ministry of Jesus, right? He's running around, but he's always staying at other people's homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a real like vulnerability to that when you when you're on a trip and you're kind of in people's care. Mm. And it was lovely. Mm. Mm. So I want to touch on something you mentioned about the intentionally creating the space. Uh, something that just God brought to mind is. I believe, and I've I've seen it, and it's, again, more deep work for me to work on, but it's, I believe without a doubt that I think as believers, you know, me, you know, I, the, the Christian label, I think is, is the worst thing to have. So I like, I like um, uh, Dallas Willard's Apprentice of Jesus and always staying in the apprentice. But in my apprenticeship, I've discovered that we're, get frustrated sometime with unanswered prayers. And I think God is just saying, well, where, where am I going to put it, right? There's no space. <laughs> you know, how am, how am I going to help you if there's no space? Well, I'll find space once you give it to me. It's like, no, no you got to create the space first. And uh, I hearken back to a fun story with my son. We were on a trip, I think this was last year or two years ago. Um, and we're looking at the catalog, the the super fancy catalog while we're waiting at the lounge, you know, for the, the flight. And he saw a, a like a actual Scott old school stand up video game. Remember those? Like oh yeah 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 yeah. And it was a old. It was a, the vector graphic. I don't know if you remember what vector graphics are, but vector graphic Star Wars game, where you're flying the uh, X wing fighter and the whole thing. So it was a legit stand up. And he's like, oh dad, that's when you tell him that. Well, d-. It, 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 perfect sales job, dad. You should totally get that. <laughs> And I'm just like, well, why don't you buy it, son? And he's like, oh, you know, da, da, da. And then, again, perfect question. I said, well, Joshua, I'll, I'll consider it, but where are we going to put it? We have no space. Quote, unquote. I said, we have no space for it. So we, I, I pulled the little – I tore the little thing out of the catalog, put it in my little folder, and then we got back from our trip. And like a week later, I heard this clanking and activity in the garage, Scott. And this was unsolicited. And I hear this, dun, 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 it's about 45 minutes later. Hey, dad, come take a look. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm creating space. And he, <laughs> totally, he totally cleaned out the garage. And there is this perfect, clean, pristine space 
for this video game because we measured it, right? And I looked at my bride. I'm like, I guess I'm buying it. <laughs> like, I have to. He created the space for it. So I have to fill that space. And so I think with us, again, it, I think it's so much deeper than we even give credit for. But just intentionally creating that space because God's not going to try to push things out of the way. So if you've got things blocking in, in the way of the space, you're, we're just going to keep that same doom loop going. So um, well done, Scott Kent Jones, creating the space. Yeah. And it was, and part of it was like, like I had to create it. Like it was, I was put in a position where I, I didn't really have choice, a choice, but to create the space, which I think oftentimes that's helpful. You know, where where you're kind of where you're you're in the corner and you got to act like you kind of kind of. So it was a nice. It was really nice. I mean, it was really it was it was a great it was a gift to um to indwell that space for a bit. Mm. So it's kind of and I I mean I almost didn't want to leave. Like I was, people were like, "Why don't you just stay here?" And I can I did consider it for a minute. Mm. Maybe, yeah, well, I mean, well, let's talk about that because you know you you also I want to give you kudos because I'm thinking about that now processing that I'm like yeah you know what you know the classic quote you know birds have nests and foxes have burrows but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head right but Jesus never had a house right he was yeah. just going everybody's so that that was that was pretty big but tell me so why didn't you stay Let, let's talk about that uh i i thought about it and I thought, was the church too small? Are you a mega church guy? I mean, no, 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 not at all, not at all. Uh, it was more like um, some job stuff that might come through in Philly that I'd have to be in Philly for. Um, I, one of the dream jobs right now that I've applied for, which is I made it to the second round of interviews, that is, I mean, it would be a dream gig, and I'd have to be here for that. Um, ah, okay. And and I don't know. I just thought, like, I thought it might be good to go back east. And feel what I feel here. And then I could always go back. You know, like, it, it's not as though I couldn't, I, it's not as though I couldn't, like, go back okay. next week if I wanted. Yeah, the window hasn't closed. They're, they're right, right. Okay. So it was just one of those things where it felt like a good thing to come back and spend some time in solitude, which I'm kind of doing right now. I'm, I'm, I'm back to, like, I've gone from seeing people every day. And some pretty fun social excursion stuff to basically being pretty solitary right now. Like this is, you know, I still talk on the phone a lot with people or, you know, connect through podcasts and stuff, but largely my life is, is here is a lot more solitary, you know, with just COVID and all this stuff. Like it's also interesting too. I think Phoenix is a very COVID friendly city in the sense of you can hang out, you can socialize outdoors all the time. Right. So every restaurant has outdoor seating. Every place, you know, has these great places to hang out outdoors. So you kind of are, you're in this place where you can, and the weather's perfect to do it. So it's a really interesting spot to be where you can actually, you're like, okay, COVID's not going to, you know, cramp my style because I can go do all this stuff outside where I think the Northeast is a more challenging. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys don't get vitamin D for six months. I don't, I don't think right. And and I mean, and Philly right now is in pretty severe restrictions again. Like mm. the, like indoor dining is done, um, and and that kind of stuff. And, and I mean, I think that's going to happen more and more in the Northeast. And so I, I don't I don't know how people are going to handle it. I mean, I don't. I mean, yesterday we had like two hundred thousand COVID cases in the country. Two hundred thousand, right? 
200,000. I mean, even scaling Canada, like if you look at Canada's numbers and, and, and exit by whatever, what is, what is Canada's population? 50 million. So usually you, you times by six or whatever, or six or seven, like, I mean, even per capita, if you time, there are like 5,000 cases a day. Okay. Well then times it by seven at our scale, that's only 35,000. Um, I don't know, but I, I think this is what I was thinking about too, as I was walking around Phoenix, right? Cause everyone I'm seeing is wearing masks, right? And, and people are generally social distancing the same thing in Philly. So I'm thinking, how are our numbers ratcheting up? It must be in events I'm not seeing. So it must be people gathering in kind of private indoor gatherings or something that are pretty large in, in homes or in other venues or in, I, I don't know because it's the numbers are going up really rapidly. And I, I don't know what that's going to mean for the mood of the country, but I, but I don't know if people, I mean, my sense is people just have compliance fatigue. Like at some point you, you can only, shelter in place so long yes i mean psychologically i mean i just don't know that you can how long people can handle it and so that that's my only theory like it's just why are our numbers so high because people just are like i can't do this anymore i just can't i can't live like this yeah yeah and yeah it it goes back to the early beginnings right the the cure can't be worse than the disease so yeah yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm with you. It's just like, Hey, come what may let's, you know, you, you look at, uh, here's a great, and we'll, and we'll end with this story. Good news story. So uh, the, we actually brought a, a, a family, a couple with us. They have three kids, uh, three teens. We have two. So we, we brought this family with us. Uh, we unplugged, they didn't unplug, but um, so we weren't, we weren't with each other the whole time because the resort is like 500 acres. It's massive, but we shared many meals together, had some great experiences and, um, the Thanksgiving was just really cool. Uh, but he was telling me his, his uncle, so his dad's brother was 92 and got COVID and got over it. And I was like, really? Wow. Okay. Okay. So it just reaffirmed to me of like, Hey, yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. It's a flu type strain. And depending on people's, you know, where they are with their immune system, it's going to have these different effects. But to try if, okay, so imagine pre-COVID, right? Like imagine the CDC came around and said, you know what, this, you know, it's been 80 years. We still haven't found a clue for uh, a cure for influenza. You know, the flu shot is 60% at best. So we're going to do this thing where we're going to try to cure the flu, right? Uh, And then we're going to start posting all the numbers on the flu and how many cases and this and this. I mean, it, in essence, it could be the the same thing. So I think after, you know, we're it was March, right? It's almost been a year. Yeah, yeah. It's almost this like, well, let's just let everybody get it and the people that fight it and those that don't and let's move on. So uh, we'll get to this uh, maybe next show or the previous show because I don't think there's any official uh, breaking news about an official candidacy. But I want to drop this as well. What do you mean official candidacy? Test next week, my friend. What did you mean by official candidacy? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Official, official, official. Uh, I don't know how long Trump's going to keep fighting it. Some uh... He says he's not going. It, it's rumored he's not going to go to the inauguration. And he's going to announce his 2024 run on inauguration day. Really? Really? I've... Now, that's reality TV sensibility, dude. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, I, th- I think every day is going to be a new story or whatever on that. But uh, with that, again, we got a special guest coming next week. Uh, Aaron Walker of Iron Sharpens Iron. And he's got an amazing story of what happens when you don't create space in your life and kind of how he's turned it around some things that are coming. And I know you're going to have some great questions for him, Scott Kent Jones. And who knows? There may be, uh, you know, we may have a designated survivor on our hands a week from now. Who knows? It's, it's I love it. excitement in the United States. I love it. I love it. Scott Kent Jones, another great day learning, laughing, loving. I appreciate you. Ditto, my friend. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Learning, Laughing, and Loving with Evan Money and Scott Jones. If you like what you've heard here, please do something for us. Go to iTunes and write a review. Give us a rating. Tell people. Share it on social media. If you found something you love here, share the love and goodness with the world. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, friends, fare thee well.